Welcome to Ben Davis Movie Show. I'm your host, Ben Davis, and I'm excited to have a conversation with you about one of my favorite things in the world, movies. And usually I have a guest for these, but every so often I fly solo, and today it's it's one of those times. And on today's show, we're going to be discussing a sports film that is really an undercover sibling movie, A League of Their Own, which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this month. A League of Their Own is directed by Penny Marshall and stars Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Madonna, Lori Petty, John Lovitz, Rosie O'Donnell, David Strathairn, Gary Marshall, and Bill Pullman. If you aren't familiar with this classic, the plot synopsis reads like such, according to Google. As America's stock of athletic men is depleted during World War II, a professional all-female baseball league springs up in the Midwest funded by publicity-hungry candy maker Walter Harvey. Competitive sisters Dottie Henson and Kit Keller spar with each other. Scout Ernie Cappadino and grumpy has-been coach Jim Duggan on their way to fame. Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell co-star as two of the sisters' teammates. It's kind of a weird ending to a synopsis. And weird synopsis aside, to me, this is one of those classic sports movies that is really ingrained in pop culture not only is it a a great female empowerment movie that props up women's sports but it's also a great sibling movie and in the subgenre of sports movies the baseball movie with greats like field of dreams moneyball more recently bull durham 42 the sandlot and, and major league this always appears right next to them on a lot of people's favorite sports movies list. And the first time I saw A League of Their Own was when I was was pretty young, probably around 9 or 10, and my dad had rented it. And it was one of those movies I remember watching and liking, but I I never really really went back to it. It wasn't until I sat down and and watched it with my wife and and father-in-law years later that I really began to admire and love this movie yes i i love the sports aspect of it i might not be the biggest baseball fan but i love seeing it in movies because of how well the explosive nature of it lends itself to being incredibly cinematic in a league of their own there's tons of that in here with some really great baseball action the comedy is is fantastic especially coming from uh, tom hanks as jimmy uh dugan with some of the most quotable lines ever i mean there is no crying in baseball like i mean come on man and that's just one to name a few but the female empowerment aspect of this movie is handled with with care and grace by its director penny marshall by not only showcasing the sexism women had to go through uh, during the, the, this time, but also showcasing how tough they were through it all and how incredible women's sports can be when they're given the spotlight. And I really appreciate the the female camaraderie as well, as that is, that's one of the, the biggest highlights of the, the movie for me. But ultimately, what I think about when I think about this movie today is the sibling story. At its heart, this is really the story of these two sisters, their bond, and their ultra-competitive nature. 
And I think on that level, it's a it's a very special movie. And to a lot of people, this is a, a very, very special movie. The Rotten Tomatoes score for it is at 81%, with the consensus being sentimental, light, but still thoroughly charming. A League of Their Own is carried by solid performances from a wonderful cast. Uh, and I would I would tend to agree with this score. I, I'd probably have it a little bit higher, around 85%. I do love this movie. Um, it, it's, it's, it's just so heartwarming and rewatchable and quotable. It's just, it's a wholesome movie. Now it should be noted that there is only 77 reviews on the site. And usually the, the Rotten Tomatoes, more modern movies have like anywhere between 250 to 350 reviews. So it's weird that this only has like 77, but I imagine if it had more than only 77, it, it would be in the nineties. This is a, a pretty, beloved movie and again i would probably have around 85 percent. i do love this movie but let's get into some fun facts here um during filming of the world series game stars took turns entertaining the unpaid extras Uh, tom hanks did puppet shows over the dugout rosie o'donnell did stand-up comedy and various actors pretended to be madonna and sing her songs after the singer balked at performing for the fans uh now there's a bunch of stuff that you could you can read up on on madonna when it comes to this movie and the making of it um allegedly there was some stuff that she 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 was not the easiest person to get along with on the set allegedly i should say don't really know again these fun facts and this fun fact section i don't know if it's true or not it's just fun to talk about um speaking of madonna though Uh, Madonna worked at least as hard as everyone else, but still struggled with the more technical aspects of the game. Her character, May, had to be moved from third base to the outfield because she couldn't master fielding ground balls. And I'm going to be honest with you, having I I never grew up playing baseball. That was never my sport. Uh, I was a a high school wrestler. I played football and I, I played basketball growing up. Those were like my three sports baseball was just it was never it for me i did play slow pitch softball one one year uh for church and let me just tell you uh baseball's hard man there's a lot of technique involved and i was playing slow pitch softball and i was still having trouble so i and i'm a pretty athletic guy so i i I can imagine learning baseball from from scratch is is very very difficult that is that's very hard to master um the strawberry bruises uh, Renee Coleman received on her thigh while while sliding into a base remained for over a year, which is pretty wild. <laughs> that's pretty crazy if that's true. Um, for the famous split catch, Gina Davis had to have a stunt double slide into the split. Although Davis could do the splits, as shown, she couldn't slide into it. Again, that's... You have to be pretty athletic to do a, a, a split, but you have to be even more athletic to slide into that. I, I, that that seems like it could it could get pretty bad pretty quickly. Um, while the more mature Dottie is played physically by uh, Lynn Carthright, her voice is dubbed by Gina Davis. And honest to God, I did not know this. I thought for the longest time that that was Gina Davis in makeup. I really did. And now, having watched the movie after finding this out, uh, 
it, 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 I can't unsee it. I can't unhear it rather. It, 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 it just looks weird to me, <laughs> but it still works. Cause it does look exactly like Gina Davis, just older. Uh, Brooke Shields was offered the lead female role, but uh, writer strike in 1988, Shields was written out to be replaced by uh, Deborah Ringer. However, uh, Winger also backed out, and that part went to Gina Davis. Um, and Gina Davis is great in this role. I think she does a really, really subtle performance in this movie that I think anyone else might have kind of overacted. But there's a lot of there's a lot of meat to chew with on this character. She she does a really understated performance and does an, an incredible job. It's hard to imagine anyone else but Gina Davis playing Dottie. Um, Sean Young and Demi Moore were both considered for Dottie. Moore had to back out because she became pregnant. Penny Marshall remarked that Bruce literally screwed her out of the part. <laughs> Which is really funny, referring to uh, Moore's then-husband, Bruce Willis. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, in 2012, the film was selected by the U.S. Library of Congress for uh, preservation in the National Film Registry Archives. And there's a lot of movies in there. It's really interesting to go and look and see what all is in there. Uh, I have the, the complete list pull up, pulled up right now, and... It's pretty cool. There is a lot in there that you you wouldn't think is in there, and there's a lot in there that it seems right. You know, Hurt Locker's in there, Grease, The Dark Knight, Clockwork Orange, Cabin in the Sky, Blue Brothers, Wally, Strangers on a Train, Selena, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I mean, there's there's a bunch of of really really good movies in here. Uh, Clerks is even in there. Let's see here, what else is in here? Cinderella. Jurassic Park, The Informer, uh, My Fair Lady, The Navigator, The Shining, Die Hard, Dumbo, Field of Dreams, speaking of baseball, Goonies. There, There is a lot of really great movies in there. Um, if you're interested and want to do some, some searching on it, I, I highly recommend uh, checking it out. It's pretty cool to see. Uh, this is Tom Hanks's, according to uh, uh, IMDb, Tom Hanks's favorite film of his own. Um, and that's pretty interesting. I mean, it is probably one of the more rewatchable films that and big, which is funny because big is also directed by Penny Marshall. Um, it, it's, it's pretty interesting that this would be his choice. I like this again. I love this movie. I think I would, I, I might go toy story, but that's just because I'm a, I'm a nineties kid. And that's probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite animated movie ever uh, but then of course you have movies like castaway which is just an all-timer of course you have his back-to-back oscar wins with movies like philadelphia and and and, and forrest gump so a lot of lots of great movies to choose from from tom hanks's uh library and for this to be his favorite movie it, it says something because it is it is a very wholesome and very rewatchable movie um and the last fun fact we'll get to here. The studio wanted Jimmy and Dottie to get together. And there was even a kiss at one point. But P. Marshall didn't want to distract the audience with a love story. So it was cut. And thank God, this movie doesn't need it. I think if you are to to tell that kind of story, it takes away not only 
from the 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 story as a whole uh, and just overcomplicates it with like a love triangle that really isn't necessary. But it, it distracts from the the sister dynamic, which is again the heart of this movie. This movie is a sibling movie, a sister's movie disguised as a baseball movie. And that to me is what makes it work. I think if you were to inject a love triangle in here, it just overcomplicates the story and takes the focus off of what is the most important aspect of this movie. So I'm glad they didn't do that. It, I, it, it, that just seems weird <laughs> and almost wrong. I, I'm, I'm very glad they didn't do that. That was a, a great call by a great filmmaker and, and Penny Marshall. But, before we get to our award section, guys, we're going to take a quick break so that you can hear an ad from our sponsor. And we are back. Thank you so much to our sponsors over here at Ben Davis Movie Show. Really appreciate that. But we're going to move on to our award section. We're going to start off with favorite scenes and moments. First one I have down here is recruiting Hooch. And honestly, I really enjoy the scene, but if I'm going to be honest, it breaks my heart a little, especially watching it as a dad now. The father, he didn't, Hooch's. Uh, father he didn't fail his daughter she's awesome she's wonderful ernie is just a douchebag uh i do have a question though is practicing baseball indoors a thing i'm not real sure but that just seems kind of hazardous but you know if it rains where else are you going to practice um ellen helping shirley read her name to me this is just a heartwarming scene it's so sweet and is so subtle and is subtly one of the best moments in the entire movie. It's an early showing of what this camaraderie between these women and this entire team would grow to be. It like I watch it and I can't help but choke up a little bit. It's just it's really sweet. Um, the it had to be you sequence. I mean, this entire scene is great. Uh, once again, going back to that camaraderie, it it's just so captured so well in this sequence really it 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 comes across as as very genuine but hooch singing it had to be you will never not be hilarious to me it's also just it's a nice contrast to see her get her man it was just really nice um of course the are you crying slash the ejection this has to be one of the funniest scenes in a movie ever that's that lump that's three feet above your ass i mean i had a coach just like this in, in high school he was just like this uh, she's crying sir perhaps you chastise too vehemently anyone ever tell you you have look like a little penis with that hat on no 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 you misunderstood me i can't believe no one's ever told you that i mean come on this entire sequence is just pure gold it is so freaking funny it is the funniest scene in this movie and i just i can rewatch this and still have that same reaction where i just laugh uncontrollable laughter and it just goes to show you how amazing of an actor tom hanks is a lot of people forget he started out as a comedian and a a comedic actor primarily and then he made that transition over to dramatic acting and to me if you are a very good dramatic actor or if you're very good in horror films it is easy to translate or easier i should say to translate to dramatic work because comedy and horror are so 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 subjective and i mean movies themselves are but really those two genres are so personal 
Um, it, it, it just goes to show you how incredible Tom Hanks is. So, yeah, Tom Hanks is awesome. And that sequence is just gold. Um, the letter scene. So this scene is it's heartbreaking. And it might not necessarily be rewatchable uh, or one that you want to really go back to and revisit. But it's so well directed and it's it's very tense and it's sad. It's very well acted by everyone involved. And it just goes to show you how war really sucks and the sacrifices people had to make, you know. And they still had to go out there and perform after this too, you know. That it, it, They don't show that, but I can imagine having, you know, heard that news and you see your what your teammate's going through and then you have to go out and perform after that. That That's really, really hard to do, to muster up and, and to do that. that that's, that's a really difficult thing. Um, Bob Henson shows up. So it just perks your heart right back up after you just had it stomped on. Plus, Bill Pullman is, he's great. He's a cinematic treasure. I mean, he's the best president in, in film history. I mean, come on. We all know that speech by heart from Independence Day. Um, then you get, next scene is, it's supposed to be hard. You know, it's, Hard to beat a good old-fashioned motivational speech, but in all seriousness, throughout this movie, we see Dottie say over and repeatedly how she doesn't need or want this, but her actions always speak differently. It's almost like she's trying to speak into existence what she knows in her heart isn't true. You know, she cares about this sport, she cares about this team, she's competitive, and she wants to win. And she loves her family and she loves her sister, but when it comes down to it, she always wants to come out on top. And they do a really good job throughout this movie of subtly hitting at the fact that Dottie hates her competitive nature and blames it for putting a strain on her and Kit's relationship. You know, it's why at the beginning she tells her oldest grandson to let the younger one win. She doesn't want there to be the same kind of tension between them as she has with Kit. And that's what I'm, uh, I was talking about earlier with uh, Gina Davis's subtle performance. You know, you don't re- you might not notice these little subtle details on the first go around watching this movie. But on repeated viewings, you start to see these kind of characteristics build up. And this is why Gina Davis was so, I think, incredible in this movie is because it's such a subtle performance that to quote Shrek has layers to it. You know, it's like an onion. It's an onion performance has layers to it. And those are the type of performances I love to go back to time and time and time again. It's why, you know, just recently this year, Robert Pattinson's the Batman, which is a very different movie from the movie we're talking about today, but it's just that subtlety of the nuance and the performance that I, I want to go back and watch that movie so much. Um, and, and same could go with one of my favorite, uh, favorite performances ever with Adam driver as a uh, Kylo Ren Ben Solo credible performance. And it's all about subtlety. And that's what Gina Davis has here as Dottie. It's all about the subtle nature of her performance. And she is just fantastic in this movie. Um, and this is really the scene where you start to see that boil over within her. You see her fighting that nature 
in that competitive streak that she has on the outside, but on the inside, man, she wants to compete. And uh, Jimmy Dugan calls her out on this. He calls her out. Uh, I think it's a great scene. Uh, we're gonna win. I mean, this scene's hilarious. He just throws the mitten at the kid, the the mitt at the kid's face. <laughs> it's, it's really, this is it's hilarious. It's funny. Uh, Evelyn, Evelyn. I mean, Evelyn, Evelyn. God, oh my God, this scene is is fantastic. Tom Hanks is again. He's so good here with the way that he over dramatically tries to calm himself down and show that restraint. It's nothing short of just comedic genius. You know, that delivery of, that's something I'd like you to work on before next season is so, <laughs> it's perfect, man. It's so funny. And the last scene I have listed here, and this was, this was, this was a tough lineup, guys. To get this edited down to 10 scenes, this was really hard. But last one I have here is the last home run. Um, this is really what the movie had been building towards. It's sister versus sister and Will versus Will. You know, and they do a a good job of calling back to the first time we see Kit, where Dottie tells her the pitcher uh, exactly how to beat her too. You know, high fastballs, she can't hit them, can't lay off of them. So we know Dottie is looking to win here. Again, she always chooses to win, and it all comes down to that one big hit with Kit finally coming out on top i do have some issues with the way that the that scene was constructed a little bit it's still a great moment it's a great scene it's what the movie's been building towards it's why it's on this as favorite scenes and moments but there's something about the editing that i'll 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 get to in our next section but i i love the way this finally comes to a head and it really it really really pays off because the, the movie's been building towards this. It's been building towards this. So I, I just, I think it's great. Um, but out of all these scenes, which one's my favorite? I mean, there's there's a lot of sentimental scenes in here. There's a lot of, again, I've gone over 10 of them that are just fantastic. And if you were to choose any one of these 10, or even, this movie's so great, there's many more that I didn't even add. But for me... It's the are you crying the ejection scene. I mean this the sequence is just it's comedic gold. It's it's so funny. It's so damn funny. So my favorite scene or moment is the are you crying the ejection. I mean this is where that iconic line of there is no crying in baseball. That that's where this comes from. So that for me is it's the best moment in scene. But moving on to worst scenes and and moments. Um, this is this the part I was talking about. It's the nitpick. I wish the ball had flown out instead of falling out. And I get why they did it for dramatic purposes and how earlier in the film they show her get knocked out. Um, Dottie get knocked on her butt when someone's sliding to base, but she's still able to hold on to the ball. And this time she lets go of it. And they're showing that dramatic tension. But honestly, I feel like the ball should have flown out. You know, to give that really, you know, concise answer of Dottie didn't do this on purpose. I, again, though, I, and I'll get to this, but I don't think she dropped that ball on purpose. But I wish the movie, and the movie does a really good job of, of showcasing 
why she wouldn't drop the ball on purpose, but still there's always that lingering question of if. And I think if they would have edited this in a different way, then there wouldn't be that lingering question. Um, and then the, the other scene I have, because there's just two here, um, it's the ending. It's sweet, but it goes on far too long, I think. And it, it's, it's a little sad, too. And I think they should have ended on a little bit of a higher note than this, because again, it goes on so so long. It doesn't. It, it really doesn't go on that long, but it just feels like it goes on a little too long. Uh, so for me, that that would probably be the worst scene or or moment, just because the I think the first one's more of a nitpick, but uh, I, I think the ending could have been a little bit sharper. Uh, best performance it's Tom Hanks you know this is one of the single greatest coaches in in film history even if for all the wrong reasons at times Uh, this performance is is legendary in my mind and it's just so damn funny Tom Hanks is such a gosh darn legend man that guy's awesome Um, moving on to the does this make sense category for our show or award rather um what did they give miss cuthbert to get her so sick was it the eye drops like in wedding crashers they they implied they got her sick somehow and i I don't know how they did that but i'm I'm gonna say it was the eye drops like from wedding crashers that makes the most sense um and did dotty let kit win so I'm sure you guys have been able to pick up on this. I have a hot take. Absolutely not. I Dottie loves her sister, but it's shown multiple times throughout the movie that when push comes to shove, she always goes for the win. And I think if she let her win, it takes away from Kit's story and would be really inconsistent to the rest of the film and, and what is, is shown. Again, they show that exact same scenario that happened at the end that leads to kit ultimately winning and that team winning at the end um where she holds on to the ball and she's able to to hold on to it and then at the end she's not able to because kit knocks it out um again i think it if the, the scene should have been edited a little differently um to not have that lingering question but i think the movie is 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 pretty clear with the fact that she did not do it on purpose at all i don't think um so to me that makes makes sense to me um what did they give miss cuthbert again uh, <laughs> the eye drops but it, it's never really it's never really clear uh if that's what she, they gave her so I guess that wins by default, but you can kind of explain it. Uh, MVP of the movie. It's Penny Marshall. She injects this film this film with such heart, love, and admiration, not only for female sports and sports in general and baseball, but for the spirit of camaraderie and what sports can bring to that. And I love the way that she directs this film. She, again, injects such heart and, and love into this film and penny marshall is was a fantastic director and it, again i think 
this is right up there with big. I, I love both this and big. I might prefer this actually. But at the end of the day, why would you recommend this movie or why would I recommend this movie? So I think at the end of the day, I'd recommend this movie if you're a sports fan because it's a, it's a really good sports movie. But especially if you are uh, a sucker for sibling movies and being the youngest of four, I'm always a sucker for a good sibling movie and a good sibling story. And this is really a good sibling story. And that's really what this movie is. Is you know, it's it's a baseball movie, sure, but it's an undercover sibling movie. We all know it. And I think this movie just has a timeless feel and quality to it that I I really admire and enjoy. It's why they're making a, a an Amazon uh, TV show, a streaming service, uh, or a streaming show rather, uh, on the Amazon Prime streaming service. Um, while they're making that, um, so. Yeah, this movie's endured, and uh, I think it's it's a classic. And again, it was uh, it, it's it's going to be one of those movies that's preserved. So, gotta watch all those movies, or at least try to. But that is it for this installment of Ben Davis Movie Show. Uh, I'll be back next month to celebrate another movie. I'm looking forward to discussing what's on the docket. But until then, be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave a comment, rate us. It really helps us out a good deal. Uh, and while you're at it, give me a follow over on Instagram and TikTok at Ben Davis Movie Show. Stay up to date with all my thoughts and opinions on new movies and TV shows. Anyways, until next time, stay classy.